Thanks for tuning in. On this episode, we sit down with Jason Agan, owner of All Hands Skateboards. A really cool conversation. We basically just geek out on how he manufactures skateboards from scratch here in Alabama, which is basically unheard of. And it's a really cool process. And if you're a skate nerd like me, you'll really get into this conversation. As always, be sure to check us out on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. This is Heavy Ultra. I'm not 100% sure on this. No, I'm 100% sure on this. I know the guy who drew this. Really? Yeah, Gerald Tidwell. You know him, know him, like yeah, personally. Yeah. Really? My, oh, dude. My wife knows him better than I do. They're, they were really good friends. He lives in Louisville, Kentucky. Dude, I got that skateboard as a Christmas gift. And, uh, you know, past couple of Christmases, obviously, we're not really doing gifts as much. Just kind of getting together and hanging out. Yeah. But he thought it'd be a cool throwback to get us some skateboards. And so he, the Land Yacht brand, I'd never even heard of. But uh, yeah, he got me that one. And then my brother's got that Land Yacht there that's on the wall. And so we'll pull them off and go skate them and stuff. Nice. Um, that board is sick, though, man. It's like just a smooth, heavy cruiser board. Yeah. And um, it had some, it had a lot of weight to it, dude. Yeah, man, it's got like that thick freaking grip tape. It's almost like a spongy, yeah, like there's soft. Like a, there's a foam in there for sure. Yeah, so I don't know if that's geared, to, you know, people just skating flip flops or barefoot or something. I but bought some of that rubber grip tape. Have you seen that stuff? No, I haven't seen that. It looks like um, it's like. It's like little spike, uh, like uh, the spikes that you see on people's jackets or whatever. But they're like really tiny all over it, like the little stud spikes. Okay, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's like a little grid, and it does not work. Um, it does not work. <laughs> I would imagine if it got wet, they're probably just like, oh, you should skate. It was pretty useless. It saved the shoes, but it did not. Oh, I would imagine it did not just perform like, like at all. <laughs> I figured that would just be for like people wanting to skate barefoot or something. Yeah, you know? I don't know. I grabbed it to save shoes. I have a giant foot. Yeah. So if I tear up a pair of shoes, I'm just it's just whenever. Yeah, especially if you're skating like your vans or something like you've got on like like one session, dude. You're like we've just been sessioning in front of the store every day for like 45 minutes to an hour, fighting all the traffic in front of. uh, We have a shop now. Um, Yeah. So I was going to ask you all about that. So, um, well, dude, Jason, thank you for coming to hang out, man. This is Rat. Glad to be here. uh, I've been reading about your all hands skateboarding uh, company that you've created, and it's really cool. And wanted to kind of learn more about it. And so, uh, thanks for coming to hang out, man. I know you're a busy guy. Very. (laughs) Yeah. You messaged me earlier, and you were like, "I'm trying to squeeze a whole week into one day." One day. Yeah. So, and and I didn't even get the whole weekend. I got like Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, maybe. Dude. (laughs) Well, what's been going on, man? What have you been up to? I'm f- making skateboards, a lot of skateboards okay. recently, which has been really nice. That's awesome. Um, and then uh, we opened a shop. Uh, I'm uh, partnered with a guy named Cam Cameron Williams. Okay. And he has a company called Ill Status, like a brand. Okay, yeah, I've, I've, I think I've seen that. And I made now. some uh, I made some decks for him and his uh, for his brand, and uh, they opened a vintage shop, and he was selling them in there. And then um, you know uh, I don't know they just decided not to do it anymore, but he ha- still had the space, so he was like, I need a partner. Like, I need a, I need a place to sell skateboards though. And that's in uh it's in Woodlawn. Correct? It is in Woodlawn. Yeah. Okay. It's on cool. The Main Street. It's fifty five thirty. First Avenue North. But did it used to be like a barbershop? It something? did. It was Dan Sartain's barbershop. Okay, yeah. cool. I think it was called the Hippodrome. I don't know what it was called when he had it, but before that, it was the Hippodrome. And a lot of people have reached out to me and said that they went and got their hair cut yeah. when they were little kids. And uh, yeah, it was interesting. There's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of history in that place. Like on the walls and stuff, there's old circus posters, like 
literally plastered onto the wall. Really? Oh, yeah. okay. It's really so uh, you just kind of left it's that. interesting. Yeah, I mean, it is a very old building, like, but it's uh, it's beautiful and it's perfect for us. Like, it's for what we're doing. Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, that's sick. I saw like a it looked like an Instagram video or something you guys posted. And I think it was when he was still doing the vintage thing in mm -hmm. there. And they kind of did like a little video walkthrough. And I saw what looked to be like little booths that would be in a barbershop. Yeah. And I was like, I bet that was a barbershop. Or it was. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, we were talking to them about taking the, all of the faucets and everything out, but then we just decided, eh, you know. Yeah. He had like some t-shirts and stuff to kind of hang yeah, over. It yeah. We're just going to build boxes around them and, you know, put stuff on them. Sorry. No. Um, well, that's cool, man. So how did, uh, all hands, um, how did this get started? Um, I noticed, I'm, I'm really interested to hear you, you build your own skateboards from the ground up. Yes. And, uh, which is interesting because I think a lot of people would probably just buy some blanks offline and just, you know, that was screen my, print their graphic on there. That was my original plan was to just buy blanks. Uh, I've been in skateboarding since I was 13. Um, uh, always had busted gear. You know, and when we were kids, we were always trying to figure out how do they make this stuff? How can how I prolong this, this life how do they of make this board? Stuff? Yeah. yeah. And um, so I, my father was a cabinet salesman and a builder. And so I started working in a cabinet shop when I was 17 or 18 years old. And, uh, you know, I just started asking all the old guys that, you know, had been around a long time that were showing me all these woodworking tricks and stuff. You know, I was like, how can I make one of these, you know? And they kind of explained the process to me, but they didn't know all the particulars. So... We got the veneers. They got me a stack of veneers, you know, and helped me cut them up and stuff. And uh, we put them in this, uh, I don't know, this tiny hydraulic press that we had. And I mashed two identical skateboards, basically, to, like, mash the thing together. To get the mold. Yeah, to get the mold, yeah. basically. But it's nowhere near enough pressure. Like, not even close. I'm talking, we were doing, like, 1,000 pounds of pressure, and it needs to be, like, you know, 25,000 pounds of pressure. What? So took the board out. It you know, after a few hours or whatever, and we let it dry for days and days and days, and then, you know, cut a board out and tried to skate it, and it broke immediately. Broke immediately. Oh, <laughs> I mean, dude. one one ollie and pow, tail just exploded. And then a friend of mine focused it, just not even trying. Yeah. You know, just put his foot down on it, basically, and just pow. And so that was very frustrating. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, yeah, especially and then, after all that work. Uh, you know, that was the early nineties, mid nineties. So I was about to say, what year is this? Yeah, it was, I'm 47. So it was, okay. it was a while ago. Um, but the, uh, but yeah, the desire to learn how to do it was always there. The, just the knowledge was mm -hmm. like impossible to get a hold of because we didn't live in California and people, you know, you could ask people and they'd be like, Oh, I think they do it this way. I think they do it that way. Nobody ever really had a definitive answer and it just got frustrating and I quit and I didn't try to do it again for 20 years. And uh, we had, my wife and I had lived in California for three years and we moved back here and I was like, I'm going to start a skateboard brand because I watched so many people out there do it, like a lot of people. And um, like you said, going to buy some blanks and screen print on them because I knew how to screen print. So I could not find wood that I liked. I was getting samples from places and it just wasn't, it felt weird yeah. to me. And I don't know if that's how sample decks usually go or what, but I don't know. They just didn't feel right to me. Okay. And so, you know, I was like, fuck it, let's see if we can make these things. And, you know, of course, modern day technology, YouTube, you know, I was like, let's see if it's on YouTube. And bam, they were like two 13 year olds with a press in their garage, making skateboards. Making skateboards. And I was like, I can totally do that. So now it's just a matter of equipment, you know? And then that was a, that was a three year process, just collecting all of the stuff so that I could actually turn out skateboards for a living. Cause you can't just go and buy like a skateboard 
or can you? Can you, you go well, out and buy like a skate press? You yeah, know? you can. Um, there are a lot of companies that make hydraulic presses of all shapes and sizes. Yeah. And, you know, you can get them to do press anything pretty much. And skateboards is one of the things that, yeah, you can find those. They're expensive. <laughs> like sure, yeah. 40, 50 grand. And oh, then, gosh. Are you serious? They're super heavy. They're all steel. Are they made for like mass production or is this uh, like yeah. people doing it in their... Yeah, see, and that's the other thing is, is I'm not doing mass production um, at all. At best, uh, 100 decks a run. Okay. I think I've done one of those. Um, and then everything else is like 50, 25. Sometimes it's just some homies who want five. You know, so it's... Uh, so it's, you do small batch orders. So I do cool. small batch orders. Yeah, I don't do singles just because that's... That's a lot of work for one board. It's <laughs> so much work. And then, you know, it, there have been a few times where people wanted like small amounts with mm -hmm. this like really like intricate artwork on it with like a lot of colors and stuff, you know, and each when you screen print, each color is... That's a... a, that's a it's a different screen, yeah. you know, and so run into that a little bit, but we've been able to kind of manipulate the backgrounds and then just lay a few colors over the top of it to give the effect that it's a four color board when really it's just a two color board okay. or maybe even a one color board. Um, so that's been a lot of fun too, is like kind of figuring out the, not, uh, not shortcuts, but just ways to not, uh, to maximize and be like go. most yeah. efficient, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if I can, you know, hand paint a few boards and plus that makes them all unique. Too, yeah, no, that's not sick. each one is exactly the same. I mean, it may be the same color way or whatever, yeah. you know, but the little nuances. Yeah, the, it's going to yeah, be different. It's yeah. like a very unique board. It, yeah. And that's right now, that's how we're doing it. Each one is a unique board. Very few of them are just like, I mean, unless it's somebody who comes to me and is like, I want 10 of these. You yeah. Know, they get 10 of those, you know. Dude, that's um, so cool, man. But Fright Skateboards actually saw the ones that I had done for Faith, where it was the old school Faith Skull. Yeah. With okay. the patterns yeah, behind yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like the like, older. They're yeah. like, we want that. And so uh, I did some Fright Boards, and it was just a black. I'm not familiar with Fright Skateboards. Um, it's, uh, uh, I don't remember his last name, but it's Josiah. He's from here, I believe. And then there's a group of dudes from Nashville, too. Okay. Kind of like a Birmingham, Nashville Okay, so I don't know if they go back and forth or how it works, but yeah, but they got a yeah, they got a stack of decks and they were all really nice because they were all exactly or they were all different, you know? yeah, had the same black thing over it, but yeah, a different funky background, yeah, no, one. dude, so, that's yeah, awesome. It was, it was a lot of fun, and that was with their video release for their video, their board. Just, okay, I don't know if they released it yet or not, I think it's coming out or just came out, one or the other, okay, um. Yeah, I follow uh, Jamie Thomas, and he does a lot of like stuff for Zero. Where I guess he does his own yeah. screen printing and stuff because he'll have little videos of him in mm -hmm. the back, and he's done. He just does like a limited like couple hundred boards, and then he probably yeah. sells out like immediately. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he numbers them all and like autographs them. And stuff. Yeah, it's like it's, it's the smart way to do it. And I mean, I I well, I don't think it'll ever go totally that way, but I do see a lot of skateboarding shifting that way. Well, like, it's more of a like a. It's more hands-on, like an artistic yeah. expression. You know, exactly. it's, it's, it's better than just like stamping out a bunch of boards. Mm -hmm. It's like taking the time to be creative and, and do cool things like what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, I've had a lot of fun. I've had a lot of people. I mean, that shape that I gave you came from. Yeah. Came from so a, so <laughs> you were so nice to, yeah. we're going to hang this on the wall. This is awesome. Um, remind me, what, what shape is this? The shape's called Red Mountain. Okay. And, and it looks uh, like it's kind of got like a taper yeah, here. Yeah, it's got a little cutaway here, like a stinger, like yeah. a Santa Cruz stinger. And I had a friend, the first deck that I ever custom made for somebody, he wanted those cutaways on it. He wanted a really wide board. And yeah. when I started making them at first, I was doing them in those um, those bags. Have you ever seen those vacuum bag things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did them in those just to make sure that I could 
do it. You know, okay. I didn't want to spend thousands of dollars on stuff and then start pressing boards and every one of them warp or you yeah. know, whatever. But the um, but yeah, mostly that it, the inspiration came from that. And then this is uh, that came from Nora. Uh, I can't say her last name that skates for uh, Welcome. Okay, Nora. Uh, I'm going to embarrass myself if I say her name wrong. Well, yeah, but it's it's off of her. It's off of her. Uh, it's off of her board. She had a okay. board with a pointed nose, and I really like her style of skating. And yeah. Dude, that's sick, man. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. You're very, very welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know a lot of dudes. <clears throat> falling over. Uh, like Andy Anderson. He's got like a really super custom board yeah. made. And I guess a lot of dudes are starting to kind of gravitate that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually skated that shape last week. I took one out of the – we have a bin that's like damaged boards and like blemishes and things like that. And yeah. I, I took one out of there and gripped it up and rode it. And that's the first time I'd ever ridden it. And I really, really liked it. It was really nice. The tail's a little long, but the nose was nice and short. And with my big feet, that made flips. Like Yeah, it does look like a little bit longer tail. Come off What's water. the width on the, the widest part? Uh, I don't know on that one specifically because I made them all varying okay. sizes. Um, but that one's probably like a nine. It's a big board. Yeah. That's a big board. Yeah, I usually yeah. rode like an eight. Like and I think, that, I think that back is like eight. So okay. it's like a half. Oh, okay, so like that's good comparison. Half, like, half yeah. inch on the cutaway. That's big, so yeah. it's like an eight to a nine, basically. Yeah. Well, that's sick, man. Yeah. So uh, walk me through the process. As someone that's never – I've ridden a lot of skateboards, and I kind of have a vague understanding of how they're made. Um, obviously, it's a bunch of layers pressed together mm-hmm. in different shapes. But how are you doing this? Like when you go to make a board, what what does that process look like? Uh, it, well, it starts with – Maple veneers. Maple um, veneers. Yeah, you can you it. use any other kind of wood? Do people use? Some people use birch, um, and uh, not a lot of pine skateboards. No, out there. definitely. <laughs> well, see, there's the problem. That the first skateboard I made was made out of like pine veneers, and okay. it just like exploded. Basically, just doesn't we, have we, the we strength. I guess no. It's just it's a soft wood. Yeah, and maple is a very very hard wood. And um, okay, so the. Uh, you, you got to have seven of those, and you got to have two cross plies in there, and the cross okay. plies keep it from breaking. So all the grains run, you know, along, L- along long, the long length ways, of the yeah. board. Okay. So your top and your bottom, your next two layers are core layers, and then you have your cross grains that go like that. Okay. And that helps the board to bend as well when you press it into the mold. Sure. Because if you, you know, if you have all of your lines going this way, when you go to press it, it yeah, won't, it'll, it wants to fight yeah, that shape. Exactly. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that helps with that, and then that also helps with the after it's cured, like it keeps it from breaking basically. So a seven layers, like the magic number, I guess, uh, or do you see any other? Yeah, well, yeah, you know, there's a, there's a whole lot of people that do eights. Okay. Um, which is weird, but it's usually old school boards. And Heavier it's like boards, a, I, guess. I think it's like a weight thing, yeah. you know, um, and they're usually cut like those, you know, like pool shapes, these like kind of odd shapes or whatever. And um, they have like several different uh, places where you can put your trucks to adjust okay. your wheelbase on the deck. Um, and then I, there's one guy, uh, Penswood in Pennsylvania. He was doing some crazy stuff where he had, I think it was a 12 ply board. A 12 ply board. But it was just the plies. The 12 plies were down the core, the center of the board. Okay. And then he had made it to where only like five or something like that of the plies like met together on the edges. And it like eliminated like half the weight of the deck. So it made the deck like. But was Why? it really thick in the middle? It's like have a weird... It is thick in the middle. And, you know, he never reported back on how those, how turned, it rode or how those turned out or anything. I but broke it, was, it the next day, but don't was, worry about that. It was an amazing concept, though. He, like, he literally, in, like, one pressing, he took away, like, half the weight of a board. And, yeah. uh, you know, if he could figure out a way to make that work, that would be awesome. You know, because it's also a thinner board, so, it, like, 
you know, I could imagine that it would, you know, you'd be able to manipulate it better because it was lighter weight, you know? Yeah. I heard about a, I listened to a podcast with Tony Hawk and, um, one of the questions he was asked was like, why don't they make skateboards out of other materials and stuff like that? And he kind of went on to explain that they've tried and, um, he kind of went back to sort of just like the the weight thing, you know, like you yeah. could probably get like a stronger material, like, you know, fiberglass or, or something like that. But I couldn't imagine skating like a super light board. Like how would that affect like your skating? And, you know, you've kind of developed these tricks around a certain weight yeah. of your board. And so maybe there's some part of skateboarding is just holding on to that. Yeah. Sticking with the wood. And yeah, it would be weird. That would be weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but you were, you were saying that presses are incredibly expensive. Yeah. So how did you get into, how did you get a press or what did you do? I, uh, the internet, um, okay. <laughs> the, the magic of the internet, uh, there's a place called DIY skate and they had plans for a steel press. And okay. They, so you had to build your own. Basically. I did. Yeah. I had okay. to go buy the steel and, uh, figure out that you can't use a hand drill drill to drill through <laughs> steel plate. Like you need a press and you okay. need oil and all. So that was a learning you just know, the, the, how do yeah. I work with steel? And yeah, exactly. Build a, <laughs> well, that's the other thing is, is like each step of this has been like a almost There's a few a, steps for that step, a whole new process. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh crap. I'm like, so I got to do, you know, I got to do this now and I got to learn how to do this now. But yeah, but anyway, I built a press and, uh, then I've figured out that, uh, you could pour concrete molds, um, Okay. which I had never, that had never crossed my mind, but everything I kept seeing was pour concrete molds, pour concrete molds. So I made, uh, you know, I'd been doing them in the bags for a little while and they were strong enough. I had been skating them, giving them away to people, just letting them destroy them. And so um, to go back, when you're doing them in the yeah. bags, you're putting them in a bag. It's the exact same process. You're just using a one side mold that's made okay. out of a super dense styrofoam, like the pink, like soundproofing styrofoam stuff. Okay. And you just put all seven layers glued together in the bag. With the styrofoam so, in the bag. In the Yeah, the styrofoam's on the bottom, the layers go on the top. Glued okay. together, and then you just suck all the air out of the bag, and it pulls it down over. So the that just mold. like compresses. Yeah. It. Okay. And then okay. you do the rest with a hand pump, and it like takes it really like pulls everything down to the mold. Leave it in for three hours, take it out, put it on the wall for a week, and it's good to go. Okay. And you can cut it. Yeah. But those boards were obviously not as strong as they could be. Oh, definitely not. No. Okay. It was the it was the absolute bare minimum. Bare minimum to be able to for skate the, it <laughs> for the uh, for the the actual like you know to get as much glue out of it as as that thing could. So that's all you're trying to do: squeeze all that excess. Yeah, glue you just want to get as much of that out of there as humanly possible. And um, with the with the press that I built, uh, the concrete worked really well. Um, that was really nice. But then uh, uh, a buddy of mine, Oliver, uh, who has Nashville laser engraving as a thing that he does. Okay. He um. He uh, knew the guys at Low Budget in Nashville, the company Low Budget, and they had a set of presses, and okay. they needed to get rid of them. Their garage had gotten torn down, and they were like, we got to get these things out of here. So and they were so, like a, another small company or skateboard? Yeah, they, but they had, I think they had gone from, they bought the presses and a bunch of wood off of somebody, and they were trying to do them themselves, and then I think they were just kind of like, eh, fuck Burn it. You know, okay, we'll, just, yeah. we'll get them from Drifter, and they got them from Drifter in Atlanta. He's another skateboard uh, maker but he's like mass production now yeah like he does okay. he cranks it out and uh so yeah they just started getting theirs from him and i got their molds and then or their uh well their molds and their presses and then i got uh new molds from drifter he was done with the ones that he had and he wanted to switch to something with a longer wheelbase so he gave me his street molds well sold them to me and um that's what i've been pressing on dude so, that's awesome yeah man. and it's, it's 
kind of like my brother. He does screen printing. If he, he'd probably talk your off. Um, he's not with us today, but uh, he um, went to Atlanta, I think, and they just basically uh, they've got a shop that they just opened, and to do their screen printing, they went to Atlanta and just bought out another shop. Right on. So I have like a giant, like I think it's a five arm press that has all the different screens and stuff. Yeah. And the first time he did, he printed this shirt actually. And he was like, dude, this is a game changer because he built his first press like just in the garage. That's know? what I did, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, he was like, man, having like a professional press is like just so much better than anything I could have ever built with, you know, videos off YouTube and parts from Home Depot. Yeah. So. Well, that's the that's the hurdle that I had to finally get over was is, yeah, I can build all this stuff myself, you know, but I can also like find it. You know, if I look long enough, someone's going to have presses, someone's going to have molds, you know. So it's just been a waiting game on a lot of it. So how long were you pressing with the one that you built before you found the presses you bought? Not, not long at all. Oh, okay. Like almost like it was, It was. yeah. It's it like, was, great, I don't know why I built this. I it was perfect, it. <laughs> yeah. So I just dismantled it and piled it up in the corner. Okay. And then I'm just using these now. It's just, they're just, they're cl as close to professional as you can get with just using hand jacks too. That's okay. the other thing. Like I don't have the, uh, the, the hydraulic air over oil jacks or whatever. I haven't gotten into that yet, but eventually well, what does that give you in benefit uh it's basically uh you know you can just flip the switch and it does it you know it, instead of having it, to just sit it, there yeah and, it does oh, all okay. the work because you're like ah you know like these i have these 20 ton jacks in the presses and so you know it's it's it takes a minute you know it takes like two yeah. or three minutes to get that whole thing like squished down and then you gotta do you yeah, have like a yeah. gauge or something that's telling you how much uh, PSI you know or oddly i don't um uh, but I'm, it's so far so good. Like, I mean, I push it until it you just can't do it until anymore. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> and I mean, I'll like you start it. seeing wood splintering I'll out like of the sides. Like, like, okay. Well, they make a lot of noise. The presses do like they'll start creaking and popping and stuff. You've um, never crushed a board just in the, no, well, actually the more, I mean, I'm sure there's a max pressure that you should not go into, but, uh, the more, the merrier, really. Okay. like the better, uh, when I got the 20 ton jacks from the 12 ton jacks that I had, it was a complete game changer. The decks performed completely different they were like they felt thinner they felt lighter and it was because more stuff was getting yeah mushed out and they were actually getting pushed together like they were supposed to so so where do you buy the veneers that you use um <laughs> for the longest time uh like i said my wife is from louisville and so we would go up there to see our parents and right over the ohio river is uh, jefferson indiana okay. and there's a big wood company there called marwood 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 veneers yeah marwood veneers and okay. they uh and i just you know we were going up there by chance and I looked online and I'd been talking about building skateboards for weeks and, uh, this place was right over the river. And I was like, that's, that's gotta be kismet. Right. And she was like, I think so. And so, yeah, we went across the river and got 20, you know, 20 decks worth of wood or whatever and brought them home. And, and made, you'd researched online, like what you needed as far as like materials. Oh, like yeah, when you yeah. walk into a lumber yard and you're like, I need this well, type of maple. This place specifically, um, I looked, you know, I just started Googling, you know, keywords, skateboard mm -hmm. maker, wood, where, you know, like, where can I find it? You know, whatever. And found this place. This place has kept popping up first every time. And they actually had a section for skateboards. Oh, um, really? Okay. Yeah, skateboard veneers and longboard veneers. And, and I was like, oh, cool. Oh, dude, well, that's perfect. so sick. That's and so awesome. you can buy them in batches of 10. And it's, I, mean, I can't remember the numbers, but you know, there's, you get 20 of these and 30 of those, you know. And so uh, we did that, brought them home, pressed up 20 decks, and we were off. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, the first had to figure out that um, the climate in Alabama is not for making skateboards i was about to say how's the humidity affect the, the process um, poorly um, okay i can imagine <laughs> yeah 
you got to, uh, I, the place I have now is uh, we bought a house in Roebuck and we bought it specifically because the upstairs and the downstairs were the exact same length. And the downstairs was finished sort of, you know, very roughly 70s wood paneling. But you got some climate control going on. Yeah, it's like a cave down there. So Perfect. It's kind of cool. Honey, this is the place. It's I've cool, got to have it. And it's like, you know, 55% humidity all the time, yeah. you know, and it's just, and once you leave the wood sitting in a place for a little while, it kind of adjusts to the humidity. And so okay. usually I'll bring a pallet of wood in and leave it in the room for a couple of weeks, sometimes a month, just to let it like adjust. Before to the, you even do anything before to Before I touch it, yeah. Okay. Every once in a while, if I've got, if I'm finishing one and go into the next one, I might sneak a, a veneer out of this one if I need one, but yeah. Okay. But uh, that's been that's been the huge hurdle is not warping decks. Not warping decks. Yeah, because the humidity will just they'll. You know. Now is this after you get done with them? Yeah, you and press you just see them. it warp on the shelf. Well, yeah, that's pretty much what happens. Oh my god! You're checking them, you're checking them, you're checking them, and then one day you know you get down there and you it's check like a you check four. them and you can see that they're like. You know, and you're like, ugh. And then, you know, those are all art boards now, basically. So you 20 just hours of my life. Going. Screen print art onto them and, you know, try yeah. to move them that way or give them away. Um, we put them in the bin at the store just because, I mean, you know, somebody breaks a deck, come and get a $20 deck. Sure. Yeah. It's a little, cool. you know, it's a little hinky, but, you know, it does the trick. So what's the ratio of, like, if you do a batch of 100, do you have any in that batch that... I mean, what, what's your you're gonna what's time. your success rate? I guess. Oh, it's gotten way better. Gotten way better. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the first one, I think, like the like five of them warped out of the first twenty, Whew, and then dude. yeah, and it was heartbreaking. It really was. Um, like I just brought all this wood from but that across was, the river. Well, that was the other thing was is like you know I, it was it bummed me out when I ruined you know five boards, and then you know I just figured fuck it, just keep going. You know, yeah. you'll figure it out. You know, you just got to keep throwing money in your body at this. You know, until it you know it happens and it did eventually you know you figure it out you don't leave them in the press overnight i've done that a few times you know <laughs> why is that bad well they'll stick to the molds oh really yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. oh man I you want to take them out in three hours when the glue is still kind of on the outside is kind of like tacky a little yeah. bit still yeah. um and then on the inside it's good to go but yeah the yeah you don't leave them in the presses overnight um, i would have thought yeah that's fine yeah okay, nice good shape then mm, yeah now and that's the other thing i figured out is that leaving them in there for less time is actually better than leaving them in there for a longer period of time. I don't know why, um, okay. but yeah, I've gotten it down now to about two hours. Two hours. So I'll leave them in the press on full for two hours and then take them out, separate, because I only do two decks in each press at a time, because I don't want that variance deck in the middle that's weird. Okay, okay. Uh, a lot of big companies will press like five or six decks at a time. So the deck on the top's awesome. The deck on the bottom's awesome, and then they slowly get worse as they get towards the middle. You know, and I could see why. Back yeah. up, you know, there's like a weird, there's some yeah. kind of variance in there. And well, I'm, every time you get further away from the edge of the the mold, you're losing probably so much of a percentage. Yeah, of, exactly. You know, perfection of the shape. I guess I don't know. And what, then what do they call it? You know, sometimes you can grab decks in the shop and you can tell the difference, like almost like the exact same. I deck. bet you have a good eye for you it. Know, you go in a skate shop and you're like, ooh, this is like middle dude. of batch twenty. No, I don't want that one. <laughs> I can spot warp decks from a mile away. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's um, crazy. It's, it's really funny, and it's a, it's a dumb superpower to have. Yeah. But that's that's the one I got. I'm like, that one's crooked. You know, I can see it from here. And uh, yeah, so well, that's um, cool to like nerd out and hear about like how skateboards are really made because I've always I've, I've never really known what goes into it. So once you get the decks pressed, and you said you can do two per press, mm -hmm. it takes two hours per pressing. Yeah. Um, you've got two presses. 
So two hours, you're getting four boards. So mm-hmm. is that my math correct there? Yeah. Um, how much do you, are you pressing all day long? Do you do this a couple of times a week, a couple of times a month? I mean, what's your schedule? It, for, it varies okay. on what I got going on. If you got um, a big order that comes in or yeah, something? Yeah, I've got 10 I'm working on now for a friend. Um, I've got our next run of boards for the shop coming out. Um, and you're able to keep up with demand for the shop, I guess? Pretty much, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I have six riders, so... They're probably going through boards. Like. Well, there's three three riders can they can make a deck last for forever. I don't know how they do it. Like I mean, all of my riders are amazing. Like every one of them in their own way. You know, okay. they all have their own like skill set, and it's awesome. It's like a well rounded team. But uh, but yeah, there's three of them that can like make a deck go for two months, and then there's three dudes who like you know two weeks and it's done. It's trash. Know? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's absolute trash. Yeah, and but I mean they you know. They got the clips to prove that they use them. You know, they, That's cool. they go out there and get after it. Yeah. It's, it's fun to watch something that you made under somebody's feet. Oh, I'm and sure. Yeah. Using it in a way that I can't do anymore, you know, yeah. or probably never could in the first place, but not the way that they use them. They're doing something. Yeah. I, uh, completely I think different. Jeremiah is one of your yeah. writers. I saw his part in the childish video, mm-hmm. which was sick. Yeah. He's got backside flips on lock, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I'll check out some of the dudes. I think I follow a few of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that that is cool. Like you said, like you spend so much time working. You know, wh- whatever your passion may be in your case, skateboards, and actually yeah. see it out in the field getting used. Mm-hmm. It's probably a cool feeling. Yeah. It really is, and it's fun when you see them in the wild. When you're just out and you see somebody with That's one, my board. That yeah, you didn't sell them. Yeah, you know, because I know, I you know, I I'm not I'm not great with names with faces like you know spot you in a crowd you know? yeah yeah but i can tell you know i could tell you every board that i sold to somebody you know but then there's some that i didn't you know have anything to do with because they were in a shop somewhere or something and then when you see them out there it's like hey you know like it's a it's a it's a good feeling yeah and especially when people really like them too that's uh that's been really nice that's awesome yeah so uh you said business is well and uh yeah. you guys are doing well at the shop how long has the shop been around um, they were there for like a month and a half or two And then it kind of did this transition to yeah. what it is now. It's so just a full-blown skate shop. No, it's a, it's still the vintage still shop. Still the vintage shop. Okay. Yeah. So okay. we're doing 50-50. Okay. It's like you, a with your half partner, a vintage like shop and then the other half's a skate shop. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's been good so far. We're just, I'm still waiting on my, you know, like the rest of my paperwork to go through so I can start like full on ordering from places. But, you know, I've just been picking up things where I can find them for now to sell yeah. in the case. But that's but, cool, yeah. man. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So being in Woodlawn, um, did you know those guys or know of the shop before? Uh, I knew Cam. Okay. Um, Cam puts on pretty much every event you ever see at the dojo. Cam has something to do with it. Somehow. Okay. Um, in the cut where they have like all the vendors that come out and they do like a skate contest. That's him. Um, oh, my phone's ringing. <laughs> should have uh, silenced that, my bad. Yeah. Um, I should probably check that too. Yeah, I see dudes skating over at the <clears throat> dojo location all the time. Is that still around? Um, it, it is, yeah. It's a. Uh, I think the guys from Haints are like moving, correct? Or like moving their garage they, or something? I don't, uh, I, I never really knew where the first Haints place was. I think it was across the street from the dojo, like sort of diagonally. And now they're like down at the end of the street, but I think they're moving out of that too. But I'm not, uh, okay. I'm not 100% sure. I don't really know a lot of those guys. So. Yeah, I don't hang out over there as much. I know a <clears throat> couple of them um, by way of other friends of ours. But, um, yeah, I see the the little DIY spot that you guys have over there is doing pretty well, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the dojo spot, and then uh, Cam and I are actually working on a thing called uh, Skate Woodlawn. Okay. And uh, we are trying to get the Willowwood Park around the corner from us. It's a community center to let us do skate jams on the tennis court. 
Okay. Like, you know. This isn't the same tennis court I see dudes skating where you guys have actually made no, some that, stuff. No, that one got gone. Oh, that's not around no, anymore. Oh, they, really? The city decided to use that for something else, so they came in and tore Pickleball everything down. Pickleball uh, You know, I don't know. Uh, it's frustrating that that some of those kids and some of the adults put a lot of time into that space that was being completely unused. Yeah. Completely unused. And, um, and then, you know, just to have it taken away from you for no reason at all, you know, was yeah. kind of... So, yeah, so uh, Willowwood Park around the corner from us, um, they have a tennis court, another yet another tennis court that is not used very much or at all from what I can tell. weeds growing up and stuff. It's right. not that bad, but it's, you know, I mean, it's on the precipice of that, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, what we want to do is, is we want to come in. Uh, one of my writers, John Warvick, okay. is, uh, he actually is trying to teach... Uh, younger kids how to skateboard and we're talking okay. about doing uh, a skateboard camp yeah, and like then, a little skate school or something yeah, like that. yeah and then a skate school during the week maybe like one or two days a week and uh and then we're going to try to get these jam sessions going on uh so we made skate woodlawn t-shirts and uh i didn't have any larges sorry um, i think i saw the design though it's kind of yeah. like a graffiti-esque yeah. look yeah. yeah okay and then um we're selling those and all twenty dollars goes towards the skate woodlawn park and okay. so we're going to take that and basically i you know i thought about it last night you're buying a ramp you're basically building a kicker yeah know, essentially with your 20 bucks or whatever you know or it goes towards the steel to make a new flat bar or whatever so just stuff that you guys could put out there for these different yeah. events and, then and we're going to make it mobile yeah. at first and the hope was that uh that if you know everything goes well and there's no drama or you know nobody has any problems with anything we might actually be able to get a permanent space over there dude that'd be awesome which would be great and um the uh you know i'm an artist and i have a couple art other artists in the in the crew and the on the team and they uh you know i'm going to try to get them uh to help me do art classes and we can use like all the old decks and kids can paint on them we can have an auction to, to sell for the, you know, I mean, we've got all these endless ideas. possibilities. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And then, you know, the, just the teaching element of it is the part that really got me, you mm -hmm. know, I was like, yeah, I want a skate park, you know, but I don't just want, you know, I don't just want somebody to give me the skate park, you know, I want to make sure that it's going to go beyond me. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it would be nice to see more kids on skateboards in the neighborhood. I mean, Woodlawn has sidewalks, forever you know yeah. where i live in roebuck no sidewalks you know so i pretty much if i want to skate i have to do it in my driveway you know or I have to go somewhere to a spot yeah and um it would just be yeah it'd be nice to see more four wheels on the ground in the yeah. neighborhood and so that's kind of what we're trying to do you know well that'd be sick to have another spot yeah, yeah. it and seems like man we've had uh i don't know when i was growing up like there was nowhere to go and yeah. then now all of a sudden we've got you know the city walk park which is coming along and um, I haven't been down there. I don't know if they're making progress or what the uh, Somebody said they the were pouring concrete, is. but I just, uh, I got to a point where I was driving by it every day. Every day. Like a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, you know, they- Wash pot never boils. They're not I doing do something anything. Else. You know, so I stopped driving over here. And then, uh, and then, yeah, somebody told me that they were pouring concrete and I was like, don't go. <sighs> Dude, don't I want to go, man. I want to go see it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's going to be great. Uh, you know, the park in Louisville- was one that they kept comparing it yeah. to, and that park is amazing. It's massive, yeah, yeah, it's huge. Um, full pipe. I don't. I don't think we need a full pipe. Yeah, that's a. Uh, it was. That's the. The last time I went back was the first time I'd ever gone into that pool. Really? Yeah. And um, I yeah, I don't. I don't ride pools. Like you know, it wasn't a. I wasn't doing anything in there besides. Well, we didn't really have. Around. Did you <laughs> grow up but, in Alabama? 
I did, yeah. Okay. Um, you said you spent yeah. a few years in California, but for the yeah. most part, you're rich. Um, yeah, born and raised, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we don't, I don't know anything about like pool riding or anything. Like yeah, that, it's yeah. not something that I've ever. And Looks I, cool. I had the opportunities in California, but I'd never done it before. So I was like, I don't want to be the only guy out there. Was, yeah. Well, I live shit in the pool. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I live down the street. Uh, I, I spent some time out in California uh, near Venice and the Venice skate parks right there. Oh. And I never skated at once because it was always so crowded. Yeah. And I was like super intimidated. And these dudes dude, were like go shredding. At, we know? would go at eight in the morning and there would be like 10 people yeah. there just killing it. Killing and it was it. like, man. Oh, go like, home. Yeah. Just let me let me yeah. push around and yeah. Just let me do my old guy thing. Let me get out here. I used to go to Cherry Park every morning in Long Beach. I would go out there at like eight o'clock. You're in, it, the, I think the park doesn't open until like nine or something like that technically. But I would go out there and there'd be nobody. And that was the just only have a little bit of time to yourself. That was the only time. Yeah. Every other time, like Cherry Park, from like ten in the morning till they kicked everybody out at night, was just packed full of people so yeah. yeah it was uh yeah it was one of those things where like you get up there early you know and there may be one or two other you know dad bods up there you know like slapping curbs and shit but yeah yeah, yeah. as soon as the kids start session in the flat bar right? yeah exactly yeah and that was fun you know and uh i want that here you yeah know? that would be nice to have here i think you know I not think... just for myself but for i mean yeah i mean there's got to be a hundred Oh yeah, I think the whole sport is just exploding. Yeah, exactly, and I mean, you know, it would be cool if Birmingham was like a was sort of a skate mecca in the oh, south. Dude, you know, yeah, like, that'd be so sick. Come here. Hopefully, that's got, what you know, it'll be. I we've think got that, parks galore, yeah. sidewalks, spots. You know, I mean, downtown is, you know, alone is amazing. Yeah. We're losing the ghetto banks, which is a bummer. Yeah, no. Um, any idea when they're going to mow that down? I think they finally put a fence up. And, oh, really? And put up trespassing signs like you can't come in here anymore. Um, we, I stood out there with uh, with Matt Kalan one day, debating on if there was a way to take a section, just like hammer it, hammer drill it out, and yeah, like get a piece of it. Or yeah, something. I mean, I just well, I mean, I'm talking about a whole like like the whole a the, whole the incline yeah. or the vert part, and yeah. it just you know just the thought of it is that seems like a nightmare. You'd have yeah, to have some kind of crane or somebody would or come something. out there and be like, yeah, what are yeah, you what doing? Are you doing? <laughs> Just yeah. want this little section of the ghetto banks, but I heard that the uh, the park downtown is going to have a ghetto banks replica. Really? Yeah, or a small like a version of it. Okay. Yeah. No, I hadn't heard that. Um, so I think they're going to incorporate some of the spots, the Birmingham spots, into the park. Yeah. Not like exactly, you sure. know, but like you know, a rendition of it. Oh, yeah. dude, that's rad. No, I hadn't so, heard anything about that. Um, we had Peter on a while back and kind of talked at length about the park and. He's been kind of spearheading that, you know. Um, uh, like uh, that's yeah. I mean, that guy has gone above and oh, beyond. Oh, dude! I mean, you talk is, about a labor of love, man. Dude, he <laughs> has fought the good fight. All the like, ups yeah. and downs. It's crazy. That's a it's a that's a long time. That's somebody who like fought all twenty yeah. rounds. You know, <laughs> like yeah. So I'm psyched, man. And um, we actually had a guy on uh, a couple weeks ago. His name's uh, Johnny Grimes. He's involved with the Furnace Fest. Yeah, uh, music festival that's coming. And we mostly talked about that, but then at the very end, he kind of dropped a bomb on it. It's like, oh, by the way, my son's into skateboarding, and we're working to get a skate park built in Hoover. Hoover, yeah. And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. So he kind of told us all about it. And at first, I was kind of like, okay, sure. But then he's got like a full-blown plan laid out, and they just had their first like community meeting with the city of Hoover. Yeah, He's they already got, got the they land got, secured. They got funded. No, I think they so got you may fun, already know. I'm pretty it. sure I, I they got funded. Yeah. Wow, dude. That's, yeah. Now, what do you mean when you say funded? I think like all of their like their money came through. Like they're they're definitely you know the money that they wanted, I guess, or whatever their budget okay. got met, or I don't, you know I don't know how all that stuff works yet. I hopefully, don't either. Hopefully, I'm about to find out. But you know, yeah. for right now, it's a uh, yeah. 
It's the a, last I heard about it, he said that they had secured the land with the city of Hoover, but Hoover was basically like, okay, but you got to find a way to pay for the actual park. Oh, uh, well, built then there. maybe they found some private funding or something. I don't know. Maybe. But there's, okay. there's something they, I heard they got funded was all I heard. I don't know what that means exactly. Okay. But I just assumed that that meant someone gave them money and was like, build a skate Here park. Here you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah so. Well, maybe it's that easy. Uh, man, oh, my gosh. If that's all it takes. Peter had to fight now, 20 years. Yeah, exactly. Johnny's like, ah, I'll just build the skate park. No big deal. Um, so. That's uh yeah that's that's got you know that's frustrating but the you know the park that he fought for though will be the park that you know oh yeah it's gonna I mean, be it's massive. like the, it's like I the, still can't even wrap it's like my the brain crown around. jewel and yeah. the, you know if if we get all of these other parks you know that's gonna be like the yeah that's yeah, the centerpiece be to the, the centerpiece. ring you know yeah for sure um is the Louisville Park open. 24 hours. 24 hours. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. They'll turn so the was, lights on. We would, we went by there at like, uh, like, you can go one, like three in the morning, in the morning yeah, and yeah, there yeah. were like 50 people out there or something. It was crazy. That there. is crazy. Yeah. I feel like the time that I only went there once, but, uh, the time I was there, we skated like all night. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this place never closes. This is great. Well, there was some debate about the Birmingham park, whether or not it was going to be 24 hour. And I, I don't shocked. If I don't know where hours. they landed, but also, I mean, and this isn't a knock towards graffiti or anything, but the, yeah, there's so much graffiti in the Louisville Park now. Like, I mean, it's just coated. Oh, um, really? And I love graffiti. That's not yeah. a knock on graffiti at all. But it's a 24-hour park, you know, so it's just... But, you know, I mean, some of it's really good, you know. Okay. So, you know, you kind of run into that situation where you've got, you know... I, I guess what I... Cock and balls was, yeah. drawing everywhere. Sure, and then, like, yeah. a really nice, like, you know, picturesque, yeah. like, piece, you know. How do you yeah. police that? I yeah, know. exactly. I mean, it's... Uh, but, uh, yeah. And then I don't know how you clean that up either, you know. I mean, I'm sure that much graffiti is probably impossible to get out. But, yeah, anyway. Uh, hopefully... I hope they build something down there so that people can paint on the walls. Yeah. Not to take away from people painting on the ramps and stuff. That would be also be awesome because some of the best parks I skated in California just covered in graffiti, you know. So, um, but yeah, I hope they do build like a space that people can. It's like an art wall or something like that. Yeah, there's a place in Ven um, a spot in Venice. Next, speaking of that park, yeah. it's like these cross big concrete things, mm -hmm. and it's basically like open canvas. You yeah, know? you go paint something, and then the next day somebody's painted over it with mm -hmm. something else. But it's like an ever changing. Yeah. Uh, I Art love those. Wall the thing. Venice Beach walls are awesome. Yeah, and yeah. they. Uh, I think they had it for a little while where you had to like ask for a ask for permission, and your piece got to stay up for a week, and then the next group of folks that had asked. Yeah, for that's permission a cool got way to, to do it. At least to give them, you but, know, a you little know, time. It doesn't always go down that way, sure. you know. Um, but that's that area right there used to be called the Pit, and it's that famous spot that you see in like all of the old skateboard movies, where there's all those weird concrete picnic tables and this big open oh, yeah, space yeah, yeah, and graffiti yeah. everywhere and, yeah. um, and an old skate yeah old skate videos had it in there a lot but yeah the pit was there and when we moved to california i was so excited to go to venice beach yeah and i really thought that i was going to get to see the pit and i got there and they had it was gone it had gone. been gone for like five years and i just had no idea but yeah it was a bummer i wanted to see that really bad that was a that was like a little chunk of my childhood you know watching like thrashing and all of those movies where they were yeah. So, so what were some of the skate videos that were most influential to you? Um, Shackle me not. Okay, was uh, was one of the first ones that I've I saw. I've not heard of that video ever. Was, <laughs> um, and then uh, just you know, uh, Plan B, one of those. Uh, I don't remember which one. Virtual reality, I think. Okay. Um, that one really like we had that on repeat when that came out. Rodney Mullins section is just. 
Yeah, I absolutely was a, bananas. I was yeah, a huge, man. huge, huge Roddy Mullen fan. Um, but uh, I would say the one that had the biggest effect definitely was, uh, I think it was Streets Streets of Fire 2. Okay. I think. And it was uh, the Nottis Coppice section. Nottis Coppice, yeah. He was, uh, yeah. I mean, when I first got into it, you know, like uh, I had some friends in Hoover that skated. And that was when I first really saw skateboards, you know, like real skateboards, yeah. you know. And um, I uh, we watched a vert video at this guy's birthday party and i was like that looks really cool but fucking dangerous you know? yeah no, and then yeah. Uh, can't the, relate to that i, I grew up in midfield yeah. so we had a video store down the street from us and they had one streets of fire video or wh- whatever it was it was a santa cruz video i remember okay. that much um but uh yeah that not a section in it like just i rented that so many times it got to a that's, point where they were awesome, like you have to bring it back like they were like <laughs> yeah. you have to at least bring it's it not back. yours <laughs> and then you can rent it again you know after a week or whatever like they literally were like that's, that's enough funny. and we probably rented it enough times to buy it twice yeah. you know but man i could not stop watching that section it was so good because he skated street that was it that's yeah. all he had he was the first real skateboarder to be like this is what i you know this is my arena yeah know, yeah, the yeah. Street. That's cool, man. Mike Valley said something very similar. He yeah. was like, he said skateboarding in a way kind of saved him because it made it feel like, you know, he he apparently grew up in a small town where they didn't have a lot of things to skate, but then he saw his like first street part and it made his small town not as bad. Nope. Almost like all of a sudden, like that his eyes were open, like, yeah. oh, this is what I could do. Mm-hmm. And I had a very similar story growing in a small town, uh, Pleasant Grove, you know, yeah. Alabama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were very close to each other. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Pleasant Grove. Not a lot. Like, apart. I lived yeah. on a dirt road, man. I didn't yeah. even have, like, concrete <laughs> to skate. And so I remember the first video I saw that really blew my mind was uh, uh, Birdhouse's The End, which is epic video to that's this day, man. Yeah. So good. Um, that's probably, like, my all-time favorite skate video uh, forever. Yeah. Just the way they filmed it and Andrew Reynolds' part in that was so sick. Mm-hmm. And... um but yeah, dude, uh, that's really cool. Uh, I watched a documentary about the Coppice brother. He had a brother, right? I don't, I don't know. I think there was two of them. Were there? Um, I think there. Uh, oh, you're talking about the. I'm gonna Pop- Google. You're this. talking about the Pappas brothers. The Pappas brothers. I think that's their names. Coppice, yeah. Pappas. Okay. They're maybe I'm uh, they're vert skaters. I think. Yes, there was two brothers, and yeah. then one of them died. Um, yeah. I may be confusing that then. Yeah, I need to catch up on my skate history. There. <laughs> I think Nottis was an only child. Okay, I think, or maybe as a sister, one or the other. I don't know. But he I definitely know, doesn't have another professional skateboarding I know brother. <laughs> far too much about that guy. Okay, <laughs> yeah. well then I'll. I'll uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm confusing my uh, my history. Um, but that that also probably. was a good documentary. I love yeah, no, it was sick. yeah, that was a good one. That's cool. So, what's next for All Hands? Um, <laughs> do you think you'll ever get to the point where you can? Maybe not mass production, but stepping up your production to yeah, oh definitely okay yeah I mean it's only a matter of time um, and it's a uh, so if I made an order for like a hundred boards right now like how long would it take you to meet that order depending uh, and, uh, graphics aside just the board pressing so it I let my board sit for about two weeks okay after they've been pressed just to make sure that they're completely like dried out. Up to spec, I guess. Yeah. And, I, you know, I don't know. I, most of this stuff I've pieced together just from listening to a whole bunch of different people. Is there anybody else around? I mean, as far as in the Not state around. of Alabama that's doing this? Well, I mean, there is a there's a guy who mass produces in um, Wetumpka, maybe. I don't know where. It's called South Central. Okay. And he does a lot of production for larger companies and for a lot of shops. I think, okay. uh, I, think I'll, I think some of Peter's stuff comes from there. 
Um, just like shop boards. Some of the faith decks come from there. Yeah. But then Support he also, local. That's cool. He, yeah, he does a big. He does do larger companies though. And then I think during the pandemic, um, and this is just all speculation, um, but uh, I think a lot of the smaller wood shops that were kind of on the precipice of being, you know, mass production shops, kind of uh, got some business during the pandemic because I think a few of the wood shops actually had problems getting boards out. So some of these larger companies turned to some of these smaller. Um, production companies yeah. you know and help them grow into something new and so i feel like i keep seeing more and more production houses opening up more wood shops opening up as opposed to it just being like the big five or whatever you know there's now there's like you know every time i get on instagram i get an ad for one you know and it's some the algorithms got you dialed in somebody in nevada <laughs> yeah or, you know somebody in omaha or whatever you know there's all there's yeah. always a new one a new wood shop popping up so that alone goes to show you that skateboarding is definitely on the rise, I think, yeah. um, just because of all of the production that's happening. Like, I mean, it's uh, that shit's got to go somewhere. Yeah. You know, they're not just making them and throwing them in the trash, you know. So it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely on the way up. And then, yeah, it'll only be a matter of time before it's, you know, I get to a point where I'm like, shit, you know, I'm going to like, I'm gonna yeah. have to do a thousand decks this week, you know, Whoa. like that kind of thing. <laughs> but and I mean, like cutting, not pressing. Pressing a thousand decks in a week sounds like... Sounds like a good workout, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds maddening. Because um, I can press about 12 decks a day. So okay. you think 1,000 decks, 12 decks a day. To answer your other question, how long, like, that's kind of it. You know, I just press as many decks as I can for the day and then, you know, write the dates and everything on them. And then once I get done, usually by the time I get done pressing. Then you're going to the batch that's been curing. It's almost time to get those guys, yeah, that have been just stacked up in the corner or whatever. And now you can start cutting those because they're done, you know. And so now, once you get the board that's ready to cut, then you can just kind of work with different shapes and do what you want. Or do mm -hmm. you already go into mind like, okay, I want to cut a board that looks like this one. Um, do you do anything different in the pressing process? Or no, is it the same? Uh, is the this pressing stall yeah, the same? Yeah, okay. the pressing process, uh, for a little while, I had it to where I just pressed boards every day. So okay. just 12 boards until the pallet of wood was gone. And, you know, I would fill the racks up. And then as they would get dry, I would take them all, stack them together, and put them in piles of like 30 or whatever, you know, in the corners of the shop, basically. And then just wait until somebody was like, I want 20 decks. Boom, I had 20 decks. You, yeah. know, you go get them. So in that sense, I was kind of mass producing. But then uh, with the shop opening up and then uh, other things that we're working on, um, I'm trying to learn how to make trucks. Okay. I did see a picture with an all-hands logo on the truck. Yeah. I didn't know. I was like, are you making trucks or are you just buying trucks and stamping your – So there's, defi your thing there's on there? definitely nobody that does that. Um, I would imagine why. It's like um, – it, Now, when you say you're trying to make trucks, what do you mean? It's like, I mean, I'm going to try to produce trucks. You're going to mold the trucks? Yeah. Like – I watched forging a, your own metal. There's a guy. <laughs> that sounds uh, so hard. There's a guy named uh, Chris at Good Roads is his Instagram handle. Chris I think, at Good Roads. I, I okay. believe so. And he, he I, I don't know what his background is, but it's obviously some type of engineering. Either that or he's just very interested in engineering. But he did a thing where he was like, oh, I'm going to see if I can make my own deck, you know, like a YouTube video or whatever. Makes his own deck. You know, he like 3D printed this crazy like mold and. Yeah, I don't know, but he made, you know, made a deck. And okay. I was like, cool. And he was like, I wonder if I can make wheels. And so, you know, he 3D printed some molds and sanded them out and figured out the kind of urethane that he needed and everything and poured it poured all. Poured his own wheels. Made his own wheels. And then he was like, huh, so trucks, obviously, you know, and then he poured his own trucks. And so, you know. What I mean, are trucks made out of? It's a, it's an aluminum 
alloy. Okay. Um, he just used straight aluminum, I think. Seems like that wouldn't be very strong. Um, maybe it would be. Maybe it's stronger than I, yeah, I you thought. You know, I don't, that's what I thought. I was like, aluminum can't be the way to go. On Especially this, if you're but, grinding on like a concrete curb or something, just chew it away. That seems to be, you know, I know a lot about wood. I know nothing about metallurgy or yeah. working with but metal. But that's not stopping like that. You. Yeah. Uh... No, man, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> okay. That's I mean, sick. Well, I mean, that's, that's the thing I learned from this was, is, you know, I gave up the first time, you know, yeah. I tried it once or twice and I was like, hmm, fuck it, you know, and that's never going to work. And then I just went and did, you know, spent 20 years doing other shit, you know, and yeah. just to come back to this and being like, you know, can I, can I figure this out? How can I figure this out? And then it was just like, oh, I'm just going to have to throw everything at it, you know, and that's, that's, so you don't really know how you're going to do this yet. I'm going to go down to well first I'm going to go down to Sloss Furnace and talk to somebody. <laughs> talk to some yeah. metal and I've already guru. been watching like uh people use green sand to okay. forge parts. It's like a uh, I think it's got like silica or something in it and sand okay. and it's uh you put a thing it's called a buck. You make like a um uh, I don't know you take any object and you put it into the green sand and then you make a mold out of it basically and then you take the no oh, then you take them apart and you uh you take your buck out and then you put them back together and you pour your metal in and it fills so in it just space. fills it up yeah exactly okay. yeah, yeah yeah and so uh it's just going to be a matter of truck geometry yeah to make sure that everything's right and um because uh, a truck is basically two parts separated mm -hmm. by a bushing so i've got to make yeah i'm gonna have to make them in two separate parts and then trucks are all kinds of different sizes so the base plates will all be the same so i can make like a you know, I'm, I'm thinking anyway, you know, I can get like a two foot by two foot box or whatever and make. Just have a bunch of truck bases. Tons of them. Yeah. yeah. You know, and just pour the metal in and, you know, you just make a bunch at once. But then the hangers, you know, they're all going to have to be different sizes. Sure. And then that's when you get, it gets weird, you know. Um, and then truck design, how, if you look at trucks, they all look the same. I mean, there are like slight variations like, yeah. but you know, there's not many other corners to go into for the trucks. So the truck design has been maybe that's by like just the physics of having a truck that doesn't just crack in half it has yeah to have i mean it's yeah can't I make don't... it too long without the base you know giving yeah. it that support in the corners or whatever. and that's going to be the that's going to be the tricky part but i'm really 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 hoping that this time next year we will have trucks okay that we can sell in the shop and eventually eventually have you, have you tried reaching out to any truck manufacturers and oh, just no. see if they'll talk well, to you see that's the thing is uh when it's the small guys, like I can call or, or Instagram another skateboard maker who's kind of in the same position I am, or maybe just, you know, just under where I am or just above where I am. And they'll share all the information in the world, you know, like, I mean, everything's kosher. Yeah. yeah you know, like, I mean, I, I tried to figure out as much as I could by myself. And but then, at some point it's like, okay, what am I doing wrong? When I would hit a brick wall, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to go for it and ask, you know? And so I just send a message to a smaller skateboard maker who I could see that they were like not having any, this problem, you know? And they'd be like, oh, you just got to do this. And I'm like, oh, it's this little easy thing that I'm, you know, I'm running the router, you know, I'm doing it wrong or whatever. I got it out too thick or whatever. And so, yeah, it's just been trial and error. And but, so, but um, reaching out to some of the major brands, I oh, guess no, maybe no, they, they don't. They, they don't even respond. <laughs> uh, half the time they don't. Uh, oddly enough, every once in a while, somebody will be like, "Hey, look, we don't share you know information like that." You know, that's proprietary just try not to come off as an asshole. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And actually, uh, do you know who uh, Paul Schmidt is? Professor Schmidt. He's like the Schmidt sticks. Yeah, I think he's so, like the yeah. godfather of skateboard making. Okay. Um, he, I reached out to him. I was like, oh, fuck it. You know, I was like trying to find this thing. He that might I answer. Find. Yeah. And I was like, eh, just roll the dice, man. You know, and I 
sent him a message and he sent one back immediately. And he was like, look, I don't share my vendors with anybody. Like, so he was like, but I can tell you what that product's called. And then that'll make it easier for you to find it. Okay. And he totally did like, you know, and that's so, respectable. That's cool. So, you know, every once in a while I'll reach out and sometimes he answers, sometimes he doesn't, but you know, um, drifter, uh, Ryan in Atlanta drifter has been a godsend. Like okay. that guy pretty much always answers and he always gives up information. Um, in the beginning, it was hard to get it out of some people, but once they really, Realize that you're, you know, this isn't some goof around or whatever. You know, like you're I'm legit, like, man. You're yeah, passionate like, about this. You want I'm to do really this. trying to make this happen, you know, or work or whatever, you know, yeah. whatever this is. And uh, yeah, and so yeah, Ryan's always been yeah. Ryan at Drifter. Ryan right. at Drifter. Shout out Ryan. Should really check out his stuff. It's it's also very cool. He just opened up a new shop as well. But yeah, okay. he moved. His shop was also in the basement of his house. Okay. Much like mine, so we were kind of yeah. I mean, he's we're running. He's on, like I, I know we're I know running on the same from. path. We're just like ten years apart. You I got gotcha. like, He's like yeah. I mean, he's got like this giant. I don't know how he had that thing hooked up in his house, but he's got one of those massive presses that has like four molds on it. And yeah, this is like you know ten boards at a time or whatever it is. You know, eight boards at a time, and um, he had like two or three of those. You know, in his basement. Yeah, you know? and it's just like I went when I went to pick up the molds. I was like, oh my god, it was like. It was like being in Wonka land, you know? It was yeah, like, yeah. I was, he was like, I really, I'm really in a hurry. I was like, can I just walk around for a minute? And he's like, like, no, you don't understand. I'm geeking he, out on this. He was, I like, gotta... he was like, yeah, yeah, come on real quick. You know, and we ran back in the shop and he's like, this is where I do that. That's where I do this. And That's... yeah, that was, it was really cool to see that that kind of gave me a goal to work towards, yeah. you know? And so eventually, yeah, we'll be, I'm sure we'll be cranking them out. But for now, it's just, you know, we're riding, having fun, and trying to uh, you know, just make cool-looking skateboards. Yeah, and well, dude, they're rad, man. I've looked at some of your designs. We've got your Instagram pulled up. And, um, yeah, man, it's like all the cool stuff. You can see it behind you here all right. on this TV. Yeah. Uh, but um, so not to – I'm just going to nerd out some more. When it comes <laughs> off the press, uh, what does the process of cutting it and drilling it and stuff look like? Do you have something you put it in that – uh, well, are you doing that by hand? You just got uh, a jigsaw. I mean, what are you well, doing? It's, oh, the the so the cutting process has gone from a jigsaw to you were just jigging. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to. I can imagine the differences I and was, all the. Books. I was ruining jigsaws like left and right because I was making as many as I could. You know, like I mean, I was really trying to like figure this thing out. So I was just burning through jigsaws like burning motors, through blades and motors. Blades, yeah, and so finally, I was just like, you know, I need to get. We got to fix this, and so I started watching other people how they make them and uh, bandsaw. Okay. Everybody had a bandsaw, and I was like, oh, bandsaw. So bandsaw is like been a lifesaver and then uh, i got one of those crazy belt sanders that's really long so now after i've rough cut a board you can still kind of see the pencil edge on it you know just okay. the light pencil edge and you can put it on that big and just kind of and just smooth it down it. Yeah. to the edges and then you do the top or whatever and then you just route it and after that you know like um i've got all of my templates cut and smoothed out in a way that i can basically just you know it's perfect every time yeah yeah and then the uh Got nailed the, down to a science. Oh man, truck holes. Um, cutting those by hand is a nightmare just because, like, you, I would imagine you have to use a press. It's nerve wracking. Um, no, I mean, I use that's the my template is my template. It has the truck holes already in it. And you hand drill those. And I hand drill those. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, it it works. And I mean, and I, they Do you have, ever get I've, your hole off? Like, cause I, I heard yeah. that's why you got to have a press. So you I've get had, a nice plumb. I've had drill. a few, I've had a few off, but, uh, you know, another just route it out a little bit. I reached out. Yeah. Well, I reached out to somebody and they they told me it. to go up. It's like one thirty second of a drill bit. 
Okay. And so I did that and I can't remember what it's like a 1364ths drill bit or something like that. It's something wild, but it's just slightly larger than a hole that you would get from a major manufacturer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And so that kind of gives me a little leeway. Um, now, do you have the recess I top don't. the part where you can mm -hmm. recess the screw? No. no do you I, need that? You I, you know, some people do it and some people don't. And I don't know what the... I don't know what if that it's... called? It's like a bevel or something. Uh, on the internet. I bought one of those little tools to do it with and i mangled a few boards and i was like, like screw this it's not I was worth like, i'm it. not gonna do that anymore <laughs> yeah and uh so i just go straight in and then you know with that one thirty second of an inch or whatever like gives it, you a little bit it more. gives you a little play yeah so, so it'll kind of sit down flush once yeah, you tighten it yeah if it's well i mean just if it's uh you know that way if the hole is kind of you know but i am working on uh this and this is going to be part of the growth part is a cnc machine Okay. And what and is a CNC? So machine? a CNC machine is a router that has an X, Y, and a Z axis. Okay. And so basically you... Can you program it? Is yeah. Is it like one of those automated things? Yeah. Okay. You build a form and it has a suction on it. And the when you press the board, you drill holes down through your boards while they're pressing. And that way it'll go directly into that... Then boom, mold. it does And then it. the machine just comes and just cuts the whole thing out, drills the holes for you, and then you just take the board and you move on to the next one. And then you hand route them and do all the rest of the stuff. Sounds like but it speeded up a little bit. Too. It would be, that would be huge if the, uh, yeah, if I didn't have to like lean over that, you know, if I was just throwing boards on a thing and it was doing it, that would be, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that would definitely be far more efficient than the way I'm doing it now. But the way I'm doing it now does allow me to put my, hands on the boards yeah. more and quality and, control i would think yeah we kind of got on the topic a little while ago and i'm straight off of it uh like i said i'll ramble um the uh skateboarding in a lot of ways i see it moving like surfing does okay. where you get you you know you can go to a shop and buy a surfboard you know they've got walls of them tons of them but if you want like a you know special Board, if there's something you're looking for, I want a special. Jason original. You, know? you can go, you know, you can go to a surf, uh, a board shaper, and they'll make you a board and custom you, to you. Yeah, they'll talk about little you know, edges, the and rails, stuff. and you know, length, and you know, everything. Yeah. And so that's that's in the beginning, that's exactly what I wanted to bring to it. it was more only custom. But then as time wore on, I was like, oh, this isn't. You know, it's fun, but it's more fun to like screen print 20 boards you know sure yeah. and make them all wild and different and you know release them into the world and, yeah yeah so but still i dig that man yeah, yeah. i watched a video of a dude uh, i just watch a lot of random youtube stuff and um there was <laughs> a guy way. like shaping surfboards and mm -hmm. he's got like a small shop yeah and i was like i have absolutely no idea how a surfboard is made and uh he has like a huge following and it was just mm -hmm. him and his little he spent probably I can't imagine how long. I mean, it was all kind of condensed into this video mm -hmm. to make this one little surfboard. And I was like, this is a work of art. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, watching those guys. I mean, what what I do with a skateboard and what surf shape, surfboard shapers do with surfboards is the same but completely different. Yeah. Those guys are like, I mean, it's like some kind of like soul, like, you know. I oh, mean, yeah. I'm putting it all into this. Don't get me wrong. But those they're doing something else. There's something spiritual involved with what yeah. they're doing. And it's like a foam. I didn't realize that. It's yeah, like it's a, just foam. It's like a styrofoam. Yeah. And then they just put, they it, melt a fiberglass over the top right. of it or whatever. I had no idea that's how surfboards are made until I actually like. And how they do a, the inlays and all the stuff and the yeah, fins. And it's, and it's it was wild. like, yeah. it was so cool. Yeah. yeah. But that again, interesting. Yeah, I didn't know how uh, skateboards are made. You mm -hmm. know, so, dude, I want to take a, 
a little tour of your shop one day. So yeah, yeah, yeah that'd, be great. that'd be that'd be sick. Um, yeah, let me sit. clean it up a little bit. Yeah. It's a little dirty. <laughs> um, but, uh, but with, yeah, with the prices of the lumber being what they are, has that affected like? Ooh, definitely. Um, and, and in what ways? I mean, obvious. The most obvious is well, now your your cost is going up. And sure. that's the that's the biggest thing is that the cost went up. Um, but I guess the entire market is going up, just skateboards it, in general. It is, but uh, luckily with me, um, you know, there's a I think there was a Vice article that was talking about how skateboard decks have been fifty dollars since like the seventies yeah, no, or whatever. Yeah, like and the price had never changed, but yeah. now you're starting to see sixty five dollar decks, seventy five dollar decks, one hundred dollar decks. You know, just for a deck, just for a deck. Um, uh, Gosh, yeah. I don't remember his name. Uh, he, his Instagram handle is Skategoat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, no, uh, I'll follow. Yeah, him. he yeah. he um, his first run of decks were a hundred bucks a piece, and uh, but you know, I mean, it was a big deal. You know, like he was like, yeah. A, well, you're paying to have you know? his board <laughs> yeah. and and like, and his and also touch. a first run of his board would be, you know, yeah. Those are all wall hangers, I'm sure. You sure. Know? And then you know, the second run also hundred bucks. You know, I mean, it's like it's gonna go up and. Yeah. When you get into a more specialized area, sort of like I am, uh, the prices do go up sometimes. When people want customs, you know, sometimes they ask for some super weird shit, you know, and yeah. so like funky shapes and stuff that yeah. aren't easy to deal with. <laughs> Are you familiar with a, a crooked head, a, a line called Zigzagger? Yeah. They're really sick, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I had, I've got that Zigzagger somewhere. I don't know why it's not in here, but I like those little boards. Dude, they were so fun. I love that little pointed tip mm -hmm. and stuff, but it still had the kicktail in the front. Yeah. Dude, it was so sick. Did you ever see Chico Brenna skate one of those? Uh, I'm sure I did. Man, uh, he, yeah, I don't know. He can skate anything. Like, yeah. He, those old school Tommy Guerrero boards that are like flat, you know, yeah. and there's no nose on them. He's still doing nollie tricks. Like yeah, nollie yeah. yeah. Tricks you can still stuff. do it, man. Yeah. And it's just like, what are you doing? I remember we got our hands on yeah. like an old vision board one time, uh, me and some friends. Yeah. And we were like trying to like board. And it's just this big giant boat of a damn board, and uh, we were out there like trying to see who could land the first kickflip or who could board slide it and just stuff. Yeah. So yeah, um, I kind of geek out on like just skate shapes, like board shapes and stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, that one's really rad, dude. That was super when I cool. first started out, I was almost like I wasn't opposed to doing popsicles, mm -hmm. but I. It's more fun to do like unique yeah, and, and boards. The, well, the the original thing was it was going to be like I had I had several different molds so I could make different concaves, and so I had like a steep concave and a mellow concave and a medium, you know, and I could yeah. kind of play around with the how the wood bent around the mold and stuff. But then once uh, I found out that people didn't care about that as much as I thought they did. Um, the nuances. I mean, there are people yeah. that like flatter boards or steeper boards or whatever. But those kids um, just want a board to skate. Just give me a board. <laughs> well, and I mean, yeah, and that's kind of the that's as long as it's the width they're looking it. for. Yeah, I was making a lot of fuss over something that I don't think mattered yeah. as much to as many people as I thought it did. I guess is the yeah, but uh, but yeah, we moved into this medium concave, and that seems to be the one like everybody likes it. Yeah, so. it's kind of one size fits all. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. It's not too steep. It's not too mellow. Yeah. Have you have you thought about doing any kind of other like? You know, like these penny boards I have or, um, you know, that, that land yacht we were talking about mm -hmm. before. Uh, any thoughts about doing like a super old school banana board or anything like that? Well, yeah, I've actually made a few uh, small ones for some people that wanted, you know, like a smaller like yeah. penny board. And I basically just, uh, I actually got to use some of the decks that got damaged like on the nose or whatever because the board's so short. Because you still got the... Yeah, all so the... I just made the board shorter basically, yeah. And um, I don't remember what happened, but I had a whole batch of them that got like dented on the 
on the nose yeah. and a popsicle stick was gonna not gonna work and so sure. i was only gonna have like that much nose basically and then somebody was like i need these penny boards and i was like yeah i could do that yeah and i cut That's them cool. i cut them out of those 10 so yeah there's always you know always workarounds in the shop but yeah i mean it didn't affect the you know the board at all so yeah that's cool. perfect i remember distinctly from the one of the first black label videos i watched at the end it had a it was either I, I don't know which one it was but john lucero he basically took a two by four and he had like a little section where he like <laughs> sawed this two by four and made a skateboard and that's how they used to you know some of the first skateboards were just mm -hmm. made with like pieces of plywood and two by fours with roller skates sawed in half and yeah. he did that he had the roller skate on the vice and like sawed it in half and screwed it all together. That's and I was wild. like, dude, that is so sick. Yeah. Just to you have know the, something like that on the wall. I was listening to a podcast that had Tony Hawk on it. And he said that, uh, that they don't really know where the first skateboard was actually. Really? Like, there's yeah. no, there's a lot of like, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, it's one of those old stories, you know, where there's a lot of different, no, this person did it first. That person did it first, you know, but there's no actual like, one person that you can hone in on is definitively like, did it. Yeah. 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 Well, like, I know it was, um, what was it? There was like in the surfing craze and people couldn't surf as much for whatever reason. And so they, they started mimicking the moves they saw on surfing. Yeah. And then there was like a big drought. I'm getting, I'm getting all this from the Lords of Dogtown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, but I mean, that's where they're the, like, that's the history loosely based on yeah. the history where mm -hmm. they're, you know, all these pools are empty and they're shredding. Yeah. Pools yeah. And skateboarding kind of blew up. So, and they were really, I mean, they were the first street skaters, you know. Yeah. Is I mean, Zephyr still around? Is this still still a company? You know, I don't know. I, I know that cool to have a Zephyr board. Dogtown is still around, and uh, Santa Monica Airlines is actually still around. But I don't mm -hmm. know if Zephyr is still a, a company Still a thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have to Google that. Be cool. Yeah, I don't know about that one. So cool, man. So uh, where can people find your boards right now if well, they want to go out and buy one? Right now, I'm working on a website um, and, uh, you know, trying to get the everything to work right before I put it out because that's like the death of a website. If it doesn't work right, people don't return. Oh, my God. I'm never going back again. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and then uh, just through IG, people hit me up all the time yeah. through there. And then usually a lot of it's been local. So um, if people do want board runs, I usually just go meet them somewhere. Um, I do sell samples That's cool that of the you, decks. Yeah. And then um, when when I can, I bring I'll, I will bring people to the shop to like show them where their boards are made. Yeah. Um, it hasn't been really easy lately. Sure. Oh man, I can't imagine with all the things pandemic you have going stuff, on. and then yeah, just the, all the work and you know the shop is constantly like in a state of flux basically because yeah. I'm always moving something around. I'm thinking of something new to do. Um, but anyway, the uh, we have them at the shop at the Wood and Woodlawn uh, at 5530. First Avenue North, and then uh, First State Skate Supply in Delaware uh, still has a few. In Delaware, really? Yeah. Wow. We I started following. Like, <laughs> How does that connection come up? Uh, well, this is it's a little bit of a story, but I'll try to make it as short as humanly possible. Um, I worked for Whole Foods for 13 years. Okay. Um, not to uh, if we need to cut that out, we can. No, we'll, no, we'll no. I like it, Whole Foods. We'll call it Complete Foods if we need to. Um, uh, shout out Whole Foods. But uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it was a great job, and I did it for 13 years, and then you know, I just kind of was ready. I had started making skateboards, and it was time to transition out of it. And Be a lot more fun. Yeah. The pandemic was happening, or was it was about to happen, and they closed our store, and so uh, you know, it was just kind of a. a St a storm of you know just stuff and then just but also just great timing because we got a severance package and because it was the pandemic you know it you know i don't know we just it was a cushion to fall on basically sure. but it awesome. was also because we didn't have jobs it was uh and you know and a s small fraction of money um 
it was time to like lean into now it. or never. I mean, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It was like, you know, once we realized that this wasn't just going to be a couple of months, you know, that we were going to be in the house for a year, you know, I was like, just start grinding, you know, just start making as many as I can, you know? And so that, yeah, that became the focus and that worked and, out. And how did that bridge with Delaware? Or the- Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I was reaching, uh, I was going to, uh, I was going to start a skate shop is what I had decided, okay. but it was going to be a mobile skate shop because, you know, there was faith. Right. And at the time there wasn't, there weren't the other skate shops that have kind of popped up in the last year and a half or whatever. So my first idea was, is a mobile skate shop. And I was like, oh, I'll get like a van or like a, you know, an old school bus or something, you know, or an old UPS truck or whatever, and just have a skate shop on wheels, you know, and there's like, you know, just Aubrey. roll up to the spot. Yeah, yeah that'd, I mean, that'd be Mon- sick, Montgomery yeah. had a park, but no shop. You know, right. um, Huntsville's got a park and a shop, uh, but there were like parks popping up all over the place in these towns where there were no skate shops. You know, and it was like, how are they getting, <laughs> how are they getting skate parks in these small towns? And they don't have, yeah. You know, I mean, they have a community, obviously, of skateboarders, or they wouldn't build a skate park. But there's yeah. no. There's no shop, you know, that they're all gone online, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and the shop is kind of what you rally around, you know, and then some of those kids may have never even been into a skate shop, you know, they just order everything online. And, you know, so it was kind of like a, let's bring the skate shop to the park, you know, the park where there is no skate shop around or whatever. So like all these rural parks, that was kind of the idea. We were going to have this truck and go around and no distribution companies will work with mobile skate shops. Absolutely not. Um, I think if you get, if you go through like a, one of the third party distributors that carries everybody's stuff, mm-hmm. they'll sell to a mobile shop. Um, but the big ones, Deluxe and those guys, they no mobile shops. Any particular reason? Um, Why? It's or they just don't think you'll be able to do the volume. It's not worth their time. Or? I don't know. There's like a lot of brand jargon that was kind okay. of thrown back at me. It, it almost felt like a you know like a robot letter or whatever you know where they were like, oh, thank you for your interest and yeah, you know, yeah. And we currently don't do that you know and so that was kind of a bummer because yeah. I'd really like for some reason I'd gotten my hopes about this like mobile skate shop and how cool this is going to be and then I looked it up and there's there was one in Delaware and so I reached out to him and started talking to him about how did you do this you yeah. know and he had a shop hookup he used to own a shop or work at a shop or something and so that so kind of bridged the he gap he still a had bit. accounts and you know could get stuff I yeah. guess I mean I guess that's the way he did it I don't want to speak for him because I'm not sure maybe he but. kept the whole mobile thing on the deal and yeah just, and I mean and I think that may have been part of it was yeah. just kind of keeping it on the down low for a little while but uh, because I was starting from scratch with no shop I couldn't get anybody to talk to me at all and so yeah. it finally boiled down to I can either just produce decks all the time and just sell them online and any shop that'll take them I'm in Delaware bought some which oh okay was, which yeah. was very very nice thank like, you yeah send us some of your boards that's cool. yeah yeah he reached out and yeah pete helped me sh- uh, ship them and everything you know it was like a group effort and we yeah got, we got those boards to delaware and dude that's so sick he sold a few and you know there there were some of the radar boards because they had like photographs i had yeah. done these photograph things on the bottom of them the figured out that 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 uh, form of getting the graphic onto the deck is not the best <laughs> because it just rips right off after yeah. you bar slide it a couple times. But they times. do look cool. I know they what you're talking about. It looks so, so cool. Yeah, I was, I was really all, cool. um, I meant to ask about that earlier, like yeah. how you did that. I was like, that looks like a photograph. Like and it just glued I mean, to the bottom of the board, basically. Pretty much is. It's a, it's a water slide decal. Yeah. Uh, there was a guy in England who was doing that. He was getting these cool like photos on the bottoms of boards. And I reached out to him and I was like, how are you doing that? He was like, water slide. I was Dude. like, water slide? And I looked it up and I was like, oh, I could print those in my inkjet printer. And okay. sure enough, got some, printed them. 
and you just dip them in water and then after they're in there for a minute you just take them and you go whoop and they just slide right off onto the board and then you just kind of straighten it out and let it dry and it's a graphic sweet and you're supposed to bake them on but i didn't feel comfortable throwing your skateboard in the oven yeah, yeah sure and plus uh, it wouldn't fit wouldn't fit i look i'm not gonna lie i did go over let's the, keep the I door did go open over the oven yeah. and i was like no that's yeah. not that's silly that's um, funny man. but uh, but it made really cool looking boards they just didn't the graphics didn't last you know yeah but you know it was that's cool man um well i know uh another place people can find your boards are going to be at the upcoming uh punk rock flea market oh, yeah. i think it's coming up <laughs> I, I keep forgetting yes but, um, um when is that actually I don't, I don't think i've ever been to one it seems like every time they do it we're always busy it's usually is, at like cahaba or it's in like october okay. um it's at cahaba it's either the 13th or the 16th i should really know this because i'm one of the sponsors <laughs> yeah um, but uh I, it's yeah i believe it's the 13th october the 13th sounds right but uh, you know what but it's basically just a for those that don't know it's just a big quote unquote a, flea market where it's different a giant cool diy flea market yeah. yeah um it's people making jewelry and just yeah i mean it's screen printers uh i mean there was everything there the yeah. last time uh, pre-pandemic we that was the first one we had done and you know we brought that was when i was still stenciling things onto the boards so mm -hmm. we weren't even screen printing onto the boards yet they were all like you know two or three different stencils that i was like i think i, I think i went back far enough layered. i saw some yeah and those were really cool and a lot of fun but they were a lot of work and then nobody wanted to skate them really everybody hung them on the wall hung them on the wall yeah they were it's i was like pretty man i, I was like, like are you gonna scratch I was, you know people would buy one and 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 that was a hurdle that i had to get over too was like they paid their money like whatever they do with yeah. it after that is their business you yeah know, that's none of yours you know but i would always i was always pushing people to skate them i was like tag me in your videos man yeah. i want to see these out yeah. in the wild are you skate. gonna ride this you know and they would be like oh no this is going on the wall like it's just like well dude if you ever bring back some of your older <clears throat> designs uh, i have a request for the burning skeletor that was the coolest thing like I don't know. I found that earlier today before yeah. we got here, and I was like, "Dude, that's so sick." That was, and a, it looked like a stencil. I don't know if you've actually, it, yeah, it's just yeah. a stencil. Yeah, I could not. I tried to silk screen onto boards in the beginning, mm -hmm. and I just couldn't figure it out. It was just well, getting the concave. Yeah, like, it was too much to wrap your brain around. But then it uh, once again, like making the boards, it was just trial and error, trial and error, building screens, tearing them apart, putting new ones in, making them looser, making them tighter. You know, different curves. Like yeah, it was just a process, and eventually. Boom, landed on it October seventeenth. So, well, you're right there in the middle. Oh, man, I was close. Um, I said sixteenth, right on the last one. They would have been there a day early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, I don't know, but yeah, the seventeenth. And yeah, I'm a sponsor this year. Uh, so what does that mean exactly? Um, it it definitely means a bigger space. Okay, but also. Um, I'm just trying to promote it as much as humanly possible. Okay. Although I know I just dropped the ball here. Um, <laughs> but, no, the, no, uh, no. but the but uh, the. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to promote it as much as possible. And then we will have like a larger booth this year. Because, okay. I mean, and it's, yeah, we're going to try to go all out for it. And, yeah. Make Laser it, make light it a show. Fun thing. And smoke and fog and all that Yeah, stuff. sure. Why not? Sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's all. I guess you guys. Gonna play. It's going to be great. I guess you guys had a good turnout at, uh, at the first one you guys did. Sold a lot of we really products and stuff. We really did. It was, uh, yeah, that was, it was slow going at first, but then once you know i got a i brought seven plies of the wood or whatever and put it up there and eventually you know somebody's dad rolled around and was like picking through it and he's like what is this you know yeah and then i use this to make skateboards and kind of give once, me the whole load yeah once i started explaining it you know 
everybody that walked up to the table just kind of like kept yeah so they got to listen to how a skateboard gets made dude it's interesting so yeah, yeah so i wound up doing that the rest of the afternoon it was like a, a crowd would disperse and a new one would come and i'd be like hello you know I needed, here's how you make a skateboard. i needed one of those little headphones <laughs> yeah. and mics you know so that i could like run around and yeah get people fired up but uh but yeah so yeah it was really we it just yeah it, we did really well at at the flea market yeah it was awesome and then we tried to get into a bunch of the other ones but it was all too late yeah know? and um and then pandemic you know kind of knocked that that was going to be the second part of the uh, mobile skate shop was going to be taking it to these 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 different events DIY and stuff. affairs yeah. and stuff like that and yeah so that you know that whole thing went out the window well this Maybe one will be sick man I, I think it'll be really cool yeah i'm really excited about this one it's going to be fun to be back out in the in the uh, in the world again yeah around a bunch of people and then you talked about a website coming soon yeah there's a website hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll have the shop and everything functioning properly like right now it's like you order a deck and you get a set of wheels you know what i mean yeah. it's like i can't for some reason there's something that's not connecting correctly sure. so. yeah, yeah but uh but once we get all that sorted out we should be good to go and then and then we'll start ramping up production a little bit because hopefully well, it still sounds like you're still in the, like the beginning stages of a lot of the you know the whole shop and all that stuff. Yeah, so, um, I I keep starting projects. Yeah, before man. I finish the next one, but I do get the projects finished. Yeah. so you know it's a yeah it's just a I don't I like to layer them in there. You know. Well, dude, maybe I can reach out and uh, we can get some custom boards made. Uh, oh, you for definitely the podcast should. or something. I don't know. We'll do something. Uh, well, dude, thank you so much for coming to hang. Oh, thank and, you for uh, having me. Thank you for your time. I know you're a busy guy, and uh, wish you all the best. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right, man.